Hey there, patrons. Welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 318. Yael Weiss is here, and this is another great conversation. I hope you liked the main podcast as much as I did. It was really great to um, have that conversation, and this conversation is great too. Um, I'm keeping this short. I have a dentist appointment really early in the morning, and I want to get this knocked out. Usually I do it Wednesday mornings, um, but I'm doing it on Tuesday night. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> Um, thank you all for being here. You should have all received your zines by now. Um, if you didn't, please let me know. And if you did, also please let me know. I Send me a picture or let me know what you think. Um, I've heard back from some patrons and it really means so much that you've read the story and that you relate to it. And please note, there's inside the front cover of the zine, uh, there's a URL you should go to because I wrote a piece of music to accompany the story. So I don't want you to miss that. So thanks for listening. And here's the conversation with Yael Weiss. Hello, patrons. I am here with Yael Weiss for your bonus conversation. Hello, Yael. Thank you again for joining me. Hello, Michael. Um, so we, I would love to hear about what made you become a pianist like this feels like because i'm also a musician i know this can be a huge answer but um you know what 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 was that like have you always been musical yeah you know it's funny because when i'm asked that question i realize always that there hasn't really been a moment where i made a decision to become a musician it's just always been there you know mm. it's always been there i always played the piano since i was very very young I have many musicians in my family, so I was always surrounded by music, and um, it just seemed like breathing. <laughs> you know, it was mm. a very natural part of life. And uh, so I grew up, you know, I grew up in Israel, and uh, at some point, I believe I was 12 years old, when my teacher, who the, the teacher I ended up working with here, Leon Flasher, came to Israel and I played in a master class for him in Jerusalem. And that was the moment, perhaps, when I was 12, when I realized that this was truly magical. Music was magic, you know, and I had to commit my life and to, to doing this. And and that was also the moment that I realized that I needed to come here to the United States and uh, specifically to work with this wonderful teacher. Mm. So th there was that moment. But music has always been part of my life. Mm, that's uh, that's beautiful. One of the things that is striking to me about that is the the fact that you grew up in a family with musicians. Yes. Um, that I I didn't, uh -huh. okay. <laughs> and, and I had a different experience. Like I knew I always wanted to do music, but there was that kind of you know, especially in my teenage years and a little before that, when it's like. I don't want to call out a particular parent, but one of them <laughs> was very like, oh, it's so great that you want to do music, but you should right. really do something real <laughs> and right. let that be a hobby. So yeah. um, that, yeah. It's funny, though. It's funny that, that you said that because sometimes I do think that since for me it was the opposite in that way, that it was always obvious that this is what I would do and my parents certainly supported it. But I wish that somebody told me when I was young, you know, a teenager, what the challenges are, you know, that that this is a challenging path in terms of living as a musician in this world. Right. And and nobody has ever said that to me. So mm. <laughs> I think I had to learn that on my own later. Yeah, I guess there's uh, I love I love that idea of, you know, it's not like it's not 
all great being brought up in a musical family that said, yes, be a musician, because like you said, there were there were pieces that were left out about what that challenge was like. What what are some of those challenges? Are there any that jump out as the biggest or? Right. Um, I think you have to know what's most important for you uh, to bring to the world. You know, because there are many different kinds of musicians, you know, and there are very traditional sort of paths. You know, the, I'm a pianist, so, you know, the, there's the international piano competition world, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, there's the auditioning for managers world. And I've done all of that, you know, and I, and I did well. But um, that does not, that never felt to me to be enough, you know, I, or, or, or it never felt to me to be who I am. That means, so for example, the project that we talked about in our, uh, in your main podcast, then 32 Bright Clouds, that is where I feel I found a way of expressing who I am. That means taking what I do, but growing with it and tying it to our world right now, here and now, you know, and that's very, very important to me. So I think one of the challenges was how to navigate, you know, in between this this world of of, of kind of very traditional ways of pre- presentation and yet being yourself and being able to contribute something new to that world and then maybe even changing it a little bit, you know. Mm. That, oh, I'm so glad you said that. That was one of my big challenges with studying classical music that I felt a little, um, especially in university that there was a, there was kind of this, this understanding about how things were supposed to be with, with performing different composers. And, um, and I, (laughs) I didn't always know what that was. (laughs) And I always felt like maybe I just, I'm missing out somehow. I didn't get the memo, (laughs) you know, like I felt like, and it didn't connect with the current, world like yeah, I wanted I mean, to. Yeah. And you know, and I, I actually spent a good number of years teaching at a university. And so I know it from that perspective too. And even as a teacher, you know, you kind of have to fit into whatever the structure is. And I remember trying to bring some new kind of uh, courses, new kind of repertoire as part of the requirements. And it was a very, very long and difficult process with with that met with some resistance, you know, and sometimes a lot of resistance because, yes, some of those institutions are very, very much, you know, they're all set in their ways. Um, so so I, I, I think I understand what, what you mean here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think that's what's so exciting to me about your work because it's it does both. You know, it, it honors the original pieces the Beethoven mm-hmm. pieces, and it takes them to a new place that's reconnecting and it, and and connecting through music in a way that makes sense for the current moment. Ah, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> we're going to listen to one more piece. Um, this one is from Venezuela. Can you give me a little uh, backstory on this one? Yes, absolutely. So the work from Venezuela, this is a commission uh, written for my project, 32 Bright Clouds, Beethoven Conversations Around the World. And this is written by wonderful Venezuelan composer called Adina Izara. And the piece is connected to Beethoven's very final piano sonata number 32, opus 111, specifically the second movement of that sonata, which is titled Arietta. 
And Adina's work is titled Arieta for the 150. And those 150 are the 150 young men and women who lost their lives in the peace demonstrations in Caracas in 2017. And this is something that is very personal to the composer because her own son, who is okay, but he participated in those demonstrations. And as a result, then they had to leave. They actually had to leave Venezuela and they're, they're right now in uh, Ecuador, uh, waiting, you know, <laughs> hoping that things will turn around. But uh, this work is kind of incredible to me because on one hand, it, it has that dedication, you know, that relates to so much suffering. And at the same time, the piece itself is really very hopeful and almost joyous. And the way she uses that peace motif that I asked all composers from around the world to include in their works is truly, it's like a dream, you know, of, of peace. And I love that, you know, that she took this wonderful kind of approach and attitude. And the other thing about it is that I love very much is that she writes music that uh, is connected with nature. And there are actually sounds in this work that are like bird calls, you know, and the birds, you know, are kind of a symbol of freedom. You know, they have that freedom to just fly. And it's all in this piece. So this is the work from Venezuela by Adina Izara called Arieta for the 150. Mm. And with that, I'll also say thank you for joining me on both of these podcasts. Um, it's been a really great pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much.